Morning Crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, the Node Defender, Andrew, the Cash Flow King, and Billy, the Chart Analysis Expert. So I'm super excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how crypto investors are actively signing a petition to remove Gary Gensler as chairman of the SEC. With over 20,000 signatures so far, we debate if this petition has the support to be considered by authorities. Ethereum staking is now available for institutional investors, while London-based payments company has added support for Ripple, stating that XRP is making waves in global ODL. Polygon released 1.4 billion tokens into the open market, while Kron is growing faster than ever, reaching an all-time high in total wallets. Saudi Arabia is building a $1 trillion mirror city. As retail continues to lose faith in exchanges, Ledger is experiencing its highest demand yet, seeking a $100 million funding round from investors. And we show our listeners a historic development from the ECB, claiming that Bitcoin and stablecoins are the worst options for cross-border payments. This is an example of how ISO protocol are essential to a one-world economy. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, Mr. Johnny Crypto, you are back in the building this morning, my friend, and I see you are still in paradise. I want to say thank you for having us over this weekend. We had so much amazing times together, but how are you feeling on this Monday? Oh, man, I'm feeling great. It was it was awesome to have you guys all here. The time went by too damn fast, unfortunately. It was great to see Coach on the kneeboard and all you guys kneeboarded. Mario, Mario's got a new name now. We call him Mario 360. He was doing 360s on the, on the kneeboard. It was awesome. But overall, it's great to see you guys. Uh, happy birthday to our buddy Andrew there, who had a, him and Gonzo had a birthday. Gonzo, if you're out there, happy birthday to you too. And Billy, it's always great to see you. Love you all. And let's not forget, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there that show up every day. Love you guys. I can't wait to jump back into it. Amazing, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to go to Mr. 360 next. The No Defender is in the building. Mario, anybody who's looking to see that 360, did you post it on your TikTok? Why don't you fill our listeners in? Yeah, I'll post it at some point. First of all, good morning, everybody. Uh, really happy to be here. First episode of the week. I certainly miss every single time that I don't come on here. But um, it's great to be on. Andrew, happy birthday. Gonzo, happy birthday. Billy, it's great to have you here. Billy is killing it. You guys, if you guys don't know, if you're not in the Academy, you don't know what you're missing. You got to get in the Academy and check out Billy's stuff because he's phenomenal. But but yeah, I haven't posted my video yet, but I'll post it. I was able to do a couple of 360s on the kneeboard, which was amazing. I didn't know how I did it. Johnny was asking, how did you do it? I was like, I don't know. Then I figured it out, I think. But but yeah, it was an amazing weekend. Thank you, Johnny, for hosting us. You're a natural, Mario. And we're going to go to Andrew Cashflow. The Cashflow King is in the building this morning. Andrew, I want to personally wish you a happy 28th birthday. I know you were surrounded by friends and family. How are you feeling on this beautiful Monday? And thank you for making time for us today. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely a great day today. And uh, indeed, it was my, my birthday uh, last uh, last Saturday. So I'm uh, yeah, my age is now 28 with 30 years experience. So uh, I'm quite well experienced. And uh you know, um, next to that, airdrops, airdrops are coming back. Diffusion airdrop, FMOS we had recently, lot, lots of stops coming back. So uh, good morning, everybody. And I hope to see you all in the academy, in the 3T Academy, because I'll teach you everything about uh, 
about airdrops and how to make money with it. So uh, great day today. Amazing. Thank you for making time for us, Cashflow. I always enjoy having you on, but we got Billy in the building. Billy, you're known as the chart analysis expert, but when I think of you, I think of the guy who brings the truth. So thanks for making time for us this morning. We're going to talk about some crazy stuff. We got CBDCs. We're going to talk about how Ripple and ODL are changing the world today. But before we dive into that, what's on your mind, my friend? You're mute. Uh, You're muted, Billy. There we go. Got to get the sausage links going. Uh, just, just glad to be here, man. Glad to hang out with my brothers. Glad to see the family. Uh, happy birthday, G. Happy birthday, Andrew. It's always a, a blessed day when you get to see another day in another year. So uh, just happy, man. Just blessed. Just joyful and grateful for the day. Shout out to Waters Above, Billy. I'm going to say it myself. It's another beautiful day in the Matrix, my friends. But we're going to dive into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. At 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, you get access to every single one of us. And we'll be live on Thursday at 8 p.m. But we're going to dive into the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index this morning. Johnny Crypto, I'd love for you to address this for our listeners. This weekend, we were in moderate fear, getting all the way up to a 40. Now we've regressed down to a 31. We always talk about how this chart, it really does move with the price action. But maybe you can address what you're watching for our listeners. Well, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I kind of anticipated that we would see <clears throat> flat action for a while and i thought we'd get a little bit pumped now we're not getting anywhere near like the pump we saw last year where it kind of went up and kind of held you know we're getting a little kind of mixed signal here i don't think we're going to get anywhere near the pump that we had last year at all what do you call it johnny a baby calf walk yeah this is what we call a baby <laughs> shout out to the bearable bull if he's out there this is what we would call a baby calf walk folks that's what we just saw uh so we're seeing it we're witnessing that and it's one of those things where you got to be ready to you know, if your exit plans are in there, I saw, for example, Filecoin. I told you guys I was buying it. I was buying it around five bucks. It actually hit eleven dollars this weekend, so I got rid of it. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where you just got to be. I don't really day trade these things or, or swing trade them, but in this case, because I anticipate we're going to get a small baby cap run and then we're going to get a drop, long big one in October. I'm I'm really quick to pull the trigger on some of these things right now. So just be cautious, be aware. Just know that we're not. I, I don't think we're in the major bull run. Um, but if you do see that gauge going to greed or extreme greed, I'll be getting the hell out of a lot of stuff. And I'm with you, Johnny. And we're going to dive into the total coin market cap this morning because we are sitting back over $1 trillion. We're at $1.06 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is sitting at 41% dominance. Ethereum is around 18%. Bitcoin has just fallen below 23000 at $22,900 this morning. Ethereum is $1,600. XRP is $0.37. Cents. Cardano is exactly two quarters. Solana, $41. Matic is $0.88. Cents. And we're going to discuss how yesterday Matic dumped 1.4 billion tokens onto the open market. So, of course, the price was affected. But we can talk about how a lot of these projects with an infinite supply of coins, well, this is something you're going to be watching. Chainlink is at $7. Algorand is $0.32. Cents. Hedera Hashgraph is $0.07. Cents. And Quant, which we also covered today, that's $103 this morning. Billy, I'd love to hear some of the projects that you're keeping an eye on. People have cro- people have commented on, on the way that you approach Bitcoin, but we all understand that for now, Bitcoin is continuing to control this market. So what are the things that you're keeping an eye on? Uh, same thing. I'm, I'm trying to get as bullish as I can on Cardano. And Ada. Uh, I'm falling in love with that more and more. And just sticking with the fundamentals, you know, VeChain, uh, XRP, Quant is one of the one of my favorites. Uh, I usually get anything. Anytime it busts under $100, I'll go in heavy with it. Uh, right now, I'm just waiting to see what the market does uh, all across the market in crypto, in the stock market, everywhere we're, we're, we're hitting this trend. So we really need to see what we're going to do with this trend to, to see what the market's going to do. So just like Johnny said, 
Um, if you're not day trading, then just look at the fundamentals DCA into your project. Um, and if you're in it for the long term, then you don't have to worry about it. Just get the best cost that you can. If you, you are day trading, then just be careful right now. You know, I, I do think we're going into a little bull trial. Somebody commented and said, it's Tuesday. I think I've been calling it Monday throughout this whole live stream. So thank you for reminding me it is a Tuesday morning. But Mr. Andrew Cashflow, we know you're always up to date on the on the most relevant airdrops. But what are some of the projects that you're watching and maybe fill our listeners in on the airdrops you're participating in? Um, yeah, uh, actually, I'm, I'm always watching uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And what I see is that Ethereum made, made a nice move, actually, temporarily uh, in, in the short term. It, yeah, it's setting higher highs and higher lows, which means an uptrend. But it can also be some some noise within within the in the bearish trend. So, what uh, what Billy already said, yeah, be careful what what's happening. But uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting uh, uh, move. And by the way, yeah, I'm already in my my I'm I'm past my average price for 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 Ethereum, so I can take profits uh, not uh, not long uh, not, not not much later. And that's uh, that's very interesting. Uh, concerning uh, airdrops, yeah, it was a little bit quiet uh, the, the 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 last couple of weeks. Maybe that's because of the of the approach of the summer. I don't know. You know about Fmos. Uh, we made a ton of money, and now a uh, diffusion airdrop is coming for for Osmo and Juno stakers. Um, there is also another thing which is uh, yeah hot, hot and cold uh, airdrop. I'm not sure yet what it is, but I'm I'm investigating that. So the the most uh, interesting airdrop environment is still the 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 the, the Cosmos environment, you know. And and that that environment is by the way is growing like like hell. It is every week it's become bigger and bigger. And the advantage there is always in that ecosystem every coin has its own blockchain and it is connected with uh, inter-blockchain communication protocol and that's what it makes it so strong and i think it's a real competition with with other uh, with other bigger coins that whole ecosystem so exciting times always very interesting stuff, Andrew. And I want to kick it to Mario next. Mario, we're currently showing XRP's price chart. And when I look at this channel that's created, they're calling for a $300 XRP at the peak of this price target. Obviously, we're not calling for those price targets, but it's interesting to show that we are going into a bull flag here. And they seem to be looking up for XRP. We've been consolidating for quite a while now. I think we're going on 12 months before we broke actually 14 months now since it was April. So what are some of the things you're watching and how do you feel about this price chart here, Mario? Well, I mean, what happened to the 589? I thought 589 was a target, but just jokes well, we got to get to 300 first. Okay, we'll get to 300 and then we'll work our way to, to 589. That sounds like a plan. But uh, yeah, I think that look, ever since ever since last year, I've been seeing so many charts like this where we're we're in some kind of a triangle and everyone's calling for a breakout, and and then we're in another another triangle and then another breakout's coming, and then we're in another triangle and then another breakout is coming, and. That just simply hasn't happened. We did see XRP, you know, explode to, to like the higher $1 prices. And uh, for me personally, I, I'm not expecting anything until we actually see anything come out of the Ripple SEC case. Until then, it's just going to continue to be manipulation, suppression, and, and sideways action for XRP until we actually see a substantial move. So if we're... If we continue to be in this bear market and and we see XRP just out of nowhere explode and it's it's making you know a hundred percent gains in like a matter of a day or two, then we can expect to to hear something out of the SEC Ripple case. 
So that that's just what I'm expecting personally. I'm not expecting anything crazy for XRP in the Johnny. In the Anyone who gets involved in XRP or Ripple in the beginning always talked about the decoupling event that would take place. Everyone was anticipating that when Bitcoin and the rest of the cryptocurrency market was going through a bearish cycle, that XRP would have a decoupling event because of the real world utility and the on-demand liquidity that's being put in place. We're going to dive into some fundamental news this morning, talking about how Ripple bought an office in San Francisco, is running a live CBDC challenge, and is also known as one of the top philanthropists in the state of California. So they've got more money than they they really know what to do with. But Johnny, are we going to experience a decoupling event or is this price chart just another, you know, price chart? It's just another price chart for now, Boris. I hate to tell you, in my opinion, the decoupling event's not going to happen until these technologies start getting in. Again, this is my opinion. Until we start getting into use, until there's real, you know, I mean, I know we think there's real world use uh, cases, and there are, but there's like 0.0001% use cases. I mean, there's nothing being used right now, right? We're so early in this process. This is like we're building a car, and right now all we have are the four tires. We have nothing else, okay? That's how early we are, guys. The car is not built yet. The systems aren't built. Nobody's using it. So to expect these things to decouple right now. Me, personally, I'm not expecting that. It's going to be way down the road before we start to see that. Now, will there be? I think what people are hoping, I think people are hoping that there's going to be speculation and that that speculation will decouple. And there's always a possibility to see that happen for a very short period of time. We showed that kind of curve a few months ago on the show where you get the speculation, then you get the drop, and it just goes flat and sideways until the technology actually happens. And then you kind of get the, the the decoupling. And that's way, way down the road. So me personally, I'm not expecting any decoupling at this point in time. Awesome, Johnny. Thank you so much. We got two, we got 169 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into our first article for today, which is an Ethereum-related article, as Ethereum is getting institutional adoption boost because of this new Coinbase product. Coinbase institutional clients can now generate yield by staking Ethereum. Coinbase Prime, a premium brokerage offered to the largest U.S. currencies exchange, has launched an Ethereum staking for domestic institutional investors. This is the second largest blockchain is currently in the spotlight due to the long-awaited merge that's happening in September. And Coinbase Prime also supports Solana, Polkadot, Tezos, as well as a few other cryptocurrencies. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to go back to you in the beginning before we hear from the rest of the group. We've always talked about ETHgate and all the speculation behind there, but how do you feel about Coinbase with all the rumors of uncertainty going on, they're making vehicles for institutions to buy and earn on their Ethereum. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a weird thing. I, it's There's so much confusion in what's going on with Coinbase. Are they stable? Are they solvent? Are they going to steal people's money if they go under? Um, it's just really, really. And that, but now they're opening the doors for, for, the, uh, for the investor institutions. And they also have you know, connections in deep places and they are the first one out there. So yeah, to me, it's going to be one of those things where I, I think Coinbase, I, I'm on the fence with Coinbase. I really, I don't like it personally. I don't think their user interface is good. I think it's terrible. I'm not crazy about them, but they certainly have connections. And as I tell you guys all the time, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So are they here to stay? I would think so. And are they, you know, the fact that they're offering, uh, U.S. cryptocurrency exchanges, you know, or at least for Ethereum anyway, staking tells us that we know ETH ain't, we've always said here ETH ain't going away, or at least I think that. ETH is, the only killer for ETH is ETH, and the fact that they're offering Ethereum just means another vehicle to solidify ETH, give it justification to, you know, to hold, 
And uh, and we believe that when 2.0 comes out, it's probably going to be in the driver's seat. So I think this is a good thing if you're an ETH holder. Mario, we covered a really interesting tweet this morning from BitBoy Crypto talking about how he said, you can understand that the SEC is attacking XRP and that ETH was also given a free pass and still own both of them, which all I think everyone in this group currently does. But what are some of your thoughts on this article and the fact that institutions continue to get more exposure to Ethereum, even if it is through these exchanges that we're not sure if we can trust? Yeah, 100% apps. We continue to see that Ethereum is this chosen this chosen crypto and, and and time and time again, it continues to to get exposure through things like this. And I don't necessarily agree with with Johnny with what he said as far as Coinbase. Um, like he personally doesn't like it. I think Coinbase is one of the most user friendly platforms that we have out there, and they've done an, an extremely good job at making it super simple for anybody that that uh, wants to buy crypto. It's super simple for you to get on there and buy and sell crypto. So I think that's one of the advantages that they have. And that's one of the reasons why they've become uh, one of the first company crypto exchanges to be publicly traded. And I think all the stuff we keep hearing about Coinbase, I truly believe it to be just FUD. And of course, there are things in the terms and conditions that are going to scare anybody that's reading it because they have to put those things in there. They have to protect themselves. You know, we've We've seen like me and me and Abs we were talking about, um, you know, with Freeway specifically because we've talked about Freeway here on the channel, not to deviate the conversation too much. But Freeway also has some stuff on their terms and conditions that once you read it, you're like, wow, it's scary. But they have to put that that legal verbiage in there just to protect themselves. So I don't think Coinbase I agree with that part with Johnny. I don't think Coinbase is going anywhere. I believe it's just FUD. And um, the FUD is going to spread throughout the entire crypto space, not just Coinbase. We've heard Kraken, some stuff about Kraken too. So um, we'll see. I think that the, the the fall has happened. I think that if if there was to be, if Coinbase was to fall, we wouldn't get a heads up. We wouldn't know ahead of time. It would just happen and it would be a surprise. That's a really good part, Mario. And I think that's something Johnny Crypto always brings up with USDC and Tether. We always talk about how Tether has the possibility of collapsing. And I've been one of the people on this channel who says USDC is probably the safest option for a stablecoin. But me and Johnny continue to debate if that's just a classic misdirection or if we're actually getting an indicator from Tether. But I do want to hear from Andrew Cashflow before we get into our next article because Cashflow, you have so much experience when it comes to staking and airdrops. How do you feel about this Ethereum update and the fact that Coinbase is creating more vehicles for their institutional investors? I, I, my, myself, I, I, I like Coinbase very much. You know, it was my first exchange where I started. I like the, the Coinbase Pro version where I can make the different wallets, by the way, that you also can do at, uh, at FTX. But um, I think that Coinbase was thinking it's time to bring somewhat good news. And, and in the end, Coinbase is yeah, a pretty decent exchange. However, I must say the coins that I don't use at this moment for trading or, 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 or potential selling for my investments, they are on a separate wallet. But let me tell you something about Ethereum. I studied a little bit the roadmap of Ethereum, and it's quite funny, only the naming. First, they start the merge. Yeah, then they go from the base layer to the beacon chain, where, where uh, from proof of work to pro proof of stake, the merge. Then they do the search for smaller partitions in blocks. Then they do the verge, that is stateless programming. Then they do the Purge, that is reduces hard disk space, and then they do the splurge, and that is a lot of other stuff. I mean, I didn't make this up, but I thought it's funny to mention. But on the other hand, Vitalik Buterin, he, he himself, uh, yeah, gave this this information in a in a presentation, and you know they are pretty well knowing what they are doing, and uh, they are building quite a decent blockchain. 
you know, and but merch, search, 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 search. <laughs> You're spot on, cash flow. I don't know what's going on there with those words, but I do want to hear from Billy before we close out this section. Billy, I know you had some thoughts on this article, and I'd love to hear your perspective. The floor is yours. I was just going to say, you got to f- find that that balance. Um, be very careful where you keep your crypto. Um, you can buy it just about anywhere, but where you keep it is two different things. So I got liquidated out of my V chain on um, Voyager, and it kind of really got me thinking. Uh, along the lines of like when I'm day trading, what kills most traders is being greedy. So when I got into crypto, I got into crypto because I believe in the projects that, I, that I'm getting into. And I do think it's going to change the future. But you have to be very careful about being greedy and staking all the time and putting in all these other factors because you don't own the keys and you can be liquidated in any, any time. So I had to really weigh my my risk reward. I'm in it for the crypto. Yes, the staking and the the other things are a good thing to have too, but is it worth losing what you have? So you have to find that balance of what you keep in a cold storage versus what you stay. Because like Johnny said, this is all brand new. Like we're in the infant, infant, infantile stage of everything right now. So everything is game, everything, there's no regulation. So just be very careful and, and do your due diligence on, on where you keep things and how you move your crypto. Johnny Crypto, you always talk about the technology curve. And when we compare the technology curve to where cryptocurrency is today, it's 1999 for the internet. That's where we are for cryptocurrencies. But we got 197 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into a video from Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novengratz talking about how on October 28th, 2021, he knew how regulation was going to go. And he gives some great insight here about the volatility we experienced over these last 12 months. We're going to let this clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. Um, Gary is smart. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He's smart. There's absolutely also no doubt about it that he wants to regulate crypto. Um, clear as can be. He wants to be the sheriff of Cryptoville. Um, he's got an issue that, you know, crypto is a new industry and it doesn't necessarily fall directly in the purview of the SEC or the CFTC. And you can't decide what's a security. If it's not a security, does the SEC even regulate it? And so, what he'd like, and he will try really hard for, is to get this Democratic Congress and Democratic Senate to pass legislation that gives him the right to regulate crypto. Uh, so the first thing that comes to mind is that Senator Loomis bill that we always make reference to on our show. And we talked about how lobbying for that bill has not even started yet. Billy, why don't you start us off and then we'll kick it to Johnny Crypto. What does this video indicate to you about what these massive players in this market may know behind the scenes? Because this was in October of 2021. He was predicting tons of volatility because of Gary Gensler. The floor is yours, Billy. Well, everybody behind the scenes knows how it's worked. You know, you have the people out here that watch the show and then you have the people behind the scenes that actually put the show on. And then you have people that understand the inner workings of how the show moves around and everything. Um, Gary knew what he was doing from the beginning. I mean, it goes all the way back to Hinman's emails and how he was um, involved with, you know, the whole ETH gate and everything like that. Um, this is, this is, it's all been planned. Every, yep, that's how lobbyism or lobbies come involved and, you know, paying people for different laws to be put in place to lobby different people for different things. Um, he knew something back then. Uh, Gary, I mean, you can look at him and tell, how do, how do you say it, Johnny? A rat, snake, weasel, bastard is what he is. Um, and this goes back to, you know, understanding his mindset. If you're around him, like when he made the comment, I think you, you had a ad up uh, the other day was talking about how since the 1930s, you know, the fiat money that we've had and the laws that we've had in place were just fine. You know, there's really no reason to, to do that, to have that kind of thinking, that kind of 
thought process is is scary to have with the new currency coming in place. So yeah, it, the vol volatile is a, the understatement. But what's really volatile in it all is Gary. He's the volatility in it all. He really is. He's the one creating this turbulence, and he's the one creating the energy of change. Now, we're going to decide whether Gary Gensler is doing us a favor or being a detriment to the market, and I think we can all agree on this panel. We got a very interesting comment here, Johnny Crypto. It said, did Novo know about Luna? Clearly, he did not because he has a massive tattoo of Luna on his left shoulder, so he may have some inside sources and may know about regulation, but apparently he does not know about the foreseeable collapse of certain crypto projects. Johnny Crypto, what does this say to you, my friend? Well, first of all, Bill, you were close. It's a lying rat snake weasel, but... Ah, uh, did we lose Johnny Crypto, guys? I'm going to yeah. cover Johnny Crypto here, and we're going to kick it back to Andrew Cashflow instead, because Andrew Cashflow, even though you're not an American citizen, of course, United States regulation is important, and it's going to be at the forefront when we talk about regulating crypto globally. What does this indicate to you about what some of the major players may know when it comes to crypto regulation? Yeah, you know, what, what you see, uh, it, it, it's actually, it's very, very, very important to get regulation. And however, central banks dislike it they, they 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 dislike it enormously so what what you see happening was in the past you saw first they ignore it then they love at it then they try to fight it and then they yeah crypto wins because they join it and we are currently in the phase they they don't love at it anymore because they don't it's they, they know it's serious and we are currently in the phase they fight it and you know, and the longer they fight, the more developments go on, and the more it's unavoidable that, that crypto will come. You know, and and actually, yeah, the the, the, the Gary Gensler, you you were all uh, yeah uh, uh, saying bad words about him. I don't want to change position with him. You know, I, I I learned a lot from him during the MIT courses that I followed, and I learned a lot of crypto about him. So this guy really knows what he's doing, but I think he has a double agenda to just delay the regulation, delay, delay. And why is that? Because the banks are not ready yet. Yes. And, that's it. and that's why XRP is suppressed and all a lot of other stuff is suppressed so that, that all, 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 all positions can be taken, take it easy. But I think, yeah, they are overplaying their hand at the moment and, and, and crypto will, yeah, will go left and they will pass left and right. And I think in two years, they really need need to hurry up the the banks and the and the institutions and because it's it's it, it the, the train is unstoppable it's like rosie rio said not only has the train already left the station but we always talk about on our channel how 2023 is going to be the year of institutional adoption and the main reason for that is because regulation should come in the first half of that year but johnny crypto i want to remind you you can't say too much because the elites are watching and they will cut your camera my friend but the floor is yours thanks for coming back on the stream I guess Gary's not only <laughs> All right. And we're going to kick Johnny Crypto what off I, again because apparently this man's Wi-Fi is not working. Johnny Crypto, go plug plug into the Wi-Fi, plug it into the wall. We're going to dive into our next article because we have actually a very powerful statement. While Johnny Crypto is getting his camera set, we have a quote from Ashish Birla stating, I think we have bigger ambitions than replacing SWIFT. Ashish Birla is the general manager of RippleNet, which is the main facilitator of XRP for cross-border payments. Mario, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this article. What does this indicate to you that replacing SWIFT, that's a small goal for Ripple? Yeah, I have, I have no idea what they mean by those bigger ambitions than replacing SWIFT, but... Um, 
what 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 I do know is that we know that the uh, uh, Brad Garlinghouse has already said that they want to make a dent in the universe. So they want to make they're in this space to become leaders. They're in this space to to make a difference and make a change. And I think the 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 Swift replacement is just the beginning. All the tools and all the different software that they keep building through um you know through their through Ripple and utilizing XRP, it's it's aiming to, and we've spoken about this in on the show. It, it it's trying to bring payments to to payment speed to the world that we have today. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing a world of things, you know, we want things now, we want things to happen fast, 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 and payments just aren't there. So that's what Ripple's trying to do. And maybe that's what he means by the uh the ambitions that they have. So I'm 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 very excited to see and I have no doubt that they will make this impact because uh They've they've proven themselves as a company. They continue to prove themselves as a company. They've not slowed down ever since this litigation with the SEC. They continue to make new um, new partnerships and and they're growing with you know with the building that. And you guys should check out Gonzo because Gonzo's got this thing of where's Gonzo? And he was sitting, well, he was standing, not sitting. He was standing right in front of the new Ripple building. So that's super exciting. But but yeah, Ripple is a company bullish. You should also look into Link to. There's a link down below. Check out Link to because you can actually buy pre-IPO of uh, of Ripple. So check that out. And I don't know where Abs went, but maybe we could just kick it around. <laughs> I think he got taken down by the RSWB movement too. Maybe <laughs> Johnny. It's good to see Johnny's back. Johnny, what, what was on your mind regarding the uh, question that that Abs had? Can you guys hear me or no? Yeah. Yes. All right. That's good. So uh, what I want to try. What I was trying to say. Is when you think of the situation that Gary's in, it just goes back to any situation. You know, look at the human side of it, right? Um, if you guys got a job, how would you want to perform? So Gary was handpicked for this role because he was a professor at MIT teaching cryptocurrency, right? So this guy is so the expert in the whole entire world on cryptocurrency. And then putting him in this position... If you're somebody like that and you're put in that position, you want to leave a mark, right? You, you, you're the you're, you're the guy who knows it all. The last thing you want to be do is be put in a position where you know you're the expert. You come in, don't know what the hell you're doing, or, or so. There's no way in my world, in my opinion, Gary's going to go down easy. Gary's going to go down with a fight. Gary's going to want to leave his legacy in this space because he's the guy that supposedly in the whole world has enough experience about cryptocurrency to understand it and to know how to regulate it. So Gary is going to go down fighting, swinging. He's going to push his agenda as hard as he can because he's going to look like a fool if he doesn't, because think about it, you know, Mar, you, 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 you know, a lot about cars. And if someone picks you to do something, cause you know a lot about cars and you get there and can't do shit about cars. They're like, what the hell is going on with this guy's? And now you're never going to get a job again the rest of your life in that space. So Gary's in a tough position because he's the expert in this world. He has to coordinate with a bunch of different people to make this stuff happen. And he's not going to let go easier, especially now that Congress wants to give this to the CTFC. This is going to be a very interesting and ugly battle. And I agree with Novo. I think this is going to be we're going to see a lot of volatility for maybe the next 12 months or until this thing gets figured out. 
It's hard for me to support Gary Gensler because of how the people who are lining his pockets, correct? Gary Gensler's net worth is over $300 million. And as difficult as it is to navigate and regulate a market like this, he's the one taking it in his hands and taking the responsibility to do so. We got 216 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into another Ripple XRP article. And I know they tried to kick me and Johnny Crypto off stream, but they cannot keep us off this show. So London-based payment company adds support for Ripple XRP, stating that this this specific project is changing the world of on-demand liquidity. Mercurio is a world-free community, which is the newest fintech firm to add assistance for Ripple XRP. XRP was built into the Mercurio Funds platform, enabling customers to adopt the asset class for cross-border payments. It has built-in XRP, the corporation tweeted, stating that XRP is significant in cross-border funds. We have a quote down here saying that Ripple has made waves within the cross-border trades powered by XRP. The protocol is utilized by main banks to facilitate fast, safe, low-cost transactions, and Ripple initially started Ripple Pay all the way back in 2004, five years before the inception of Bitcoin. We're going to dive into some of the details and why this uh, update is so important, but I do think I want to remind our listeners that XRP was created back in 2004, which was five years before the inception of Bitcoin. And although it was created because of actually, sorry, Johnny Crypto, I'm going to kick it to you. Well, so, um, yeah, when you when you think about it from a uh, creation or inception perspective, remember, just because you you hear you see Bitcoin launching in 2008 or nine, it doesn't mean that's when it was invented. It was probably invented and created 20 years before that. That's it. Sometimes. These technologies take a take a very long time to do. So in this particular case, you know, you've got, uh, you know, with Ripple, I think they launched OpenCoin or the idea of OpenCoin had started sometime in, I want to say, I'm not sure the exact time frame when it started, but I know that it had then converted over into XRP, which it is today. So these things start way back. Don't, don't, you know, there's, and then, and then they kind of develop them over time and then they launch them into what they are today. Um, so there is a lot of old uh, code and technology. And it's just a matter of checking to see, you know, how it's going to evolve over time. What's really awesome here is to see a company like Mercio, you know, another one, including ripple in, in the system, you're just seeing more and more, <laughs> <laughs> is that the FBI? I do there? want to apologize, guys. Sorry, I forgot I had the electrician coming by this morning, and I didn't realize he was coming by during this time. So I do want to apologize, but continue, Johnny Crypto. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're there to tap all Abs's lines in the future. So there, but anyway, uh, you know. So all I was saying here is on this one, this should excite. This should. This is the types of things we want to see happening, and we want to see more and more of these types of XRP adoptions happening, where they're using. XRP for exactly what it was designed to do, to handle cross-border payments and to be the liquidity supply for remittances, right? So we're seeing that here. They're putting the plumbing in place. They're making it available for use. Now we want to see the use starting to happen. But again, guys, while it's exciting to see this happen, let me just remind everybody, it's early. I mean, it's just one. We need, we need this to happen hundreds and thousands of times all over the world and around the world so that Ripple becomes solidifies itself. I shouldn't say Ripple, but XRP and the ODL liquidity becomes the main, you know, XRP becomes the main supplier of liquidity for the ODL. That's what we want to see happen. And these are just good, encouraging signs that we're starting to see that happen. 
Thank you so much, Johnny Crypto. And thank you for covering me, my friend. We got 217 live listeners out there. Thank you for bearing with us this morning. We've had some very unique circumstances, but we still brought all the amazing news. And our next article, actually, it's not XRP related. So 1.4 billion Matic tokens were issued in just one hour, dumping the price 6%. So as part of Polygon's plan, 1.4 billion Matic tokens were unlocked from a vesting contract this morning. This volume is equivalent to 14% of the total supply of 10 billion Matic. Meanwhile, the circulating supply is 8 billion tokens. This was very interesting because the 1.4 billion tokens unlocked, the majority of them went to the project team at Matic in order to develop and continue to innovate on top of this blockchain. So people can be a little bit pessimistic about the fact that we did experience a 6% dip and a 14% increase in circulating supply. But Andrew Cashflow, I'd love to hear from you. You know, for me, this is just FUD or FOMO or what is it? I mean, a 6% drop. Come on, what are, what are we talking about? I'm just looking at the graph. On the 18th of July, Matic made an upswing of 30%. Yeah, am, am I right here? Here, go up. Yep, here, you're correct. 29%. I mean, what kind of articles are this? Make, make people fear, fearful or so? I mean, and indeed, it is it is quite quite a lot made major numbers, but I mean, uh, it, it is just an interesting, volatile asset. And I would say just use it as that. If you want to trade it, trade it and, 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 and get get your entry points, get your get get your exit points and take your profits on the on the way up and 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 and, and, and accumulate more when it goes down again and you know, or, or hold it for the long term. And I would say these kind of articles, yeah, it is, it is interesting to know, but it is more clickbait to say yeah, it goes 6% down because during the day it went also up again. So uh, I, I always must a little bit, I laugh a little bit about these kind of uh, articles. And, and I, do think, <laughs> I do believe that Matic is going to be essential, especially when it comes to scaling Ethereum, but we had massive partnerships that are currently building on Polygon. A couple examples of those are eBay, the NFL, and there's another major retailer that's building on Polygon. So I'm very bullish on this project. And it's actually one that I think I've underaccumulated over this past year. But Mario, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Maybe you can take it from a positive perspective. Andrew Cashflow bought a very realistic approach. The fact that this is more fun and it's more it's scaring the investors who don't fully understand what this is. But what do you what do you take away from this article? And then we'll kick it to Billy. Yeah, thanks, Abs. Uh, the other the other partnership was Disney. Disney also announced a partnership with Polygon. So, yeah, I agree with Andrew. I mean, sure, it's not good to see so much so much Matic being unlocked and 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 you know thrown out into the circulation. But uh, it looks like from from what you read that it was already part of the smart contract and it was already going to happen anyway. So, of course, it's going to create. Of course, um, like news news websites are going to take advantage of that and and create an article on it. And then the way that it's interpreted, the way that it's read, could be, you know, fud because we we're seeing the circulation of Matic increase, and that's not good for the price action short term. But nothing has changed fundamentally. So if anything, if we've if we've just had a drop, it's an opportunity to accumulate. And and as Andrew just outlined, Matic had like a massive explosion. Um, I was looking at the price chart as well. And, you know, a month ago, Matic was sitting at 46 cents and now we're sitting at 88. So it's doubled in price in the last, in the last 30 days alone. And, and that's the way to look at it. Um, I don't really know enough. I've, uh, on, on, uh, on, on the, on Matic and, and all the things that are outlined on that article. Um, I am in the same position as you though. I do need to accumulate more Matic and I do think that it will continue to be a, a very important crypto, uh, in the long run.
Billy, I'd love to hear what you have to say here because we've been very bullish on Polygon. The more that we're learning about the utility it's going to provide for products such as Ethereum, but what does this article say to you? And then we'll close it out with Johnny K. Well, it, I just look at the numbers part of it, like how many how many they released and who it went to, and come or looking at it from the inside out a little differently. This is looks to me more of an investment in their people. What what a better way to get your team to turn up and rather than give them more into the project, more coins at this time. I mean, especially the way the market is right now, you didn't really flood the market. You didn't put it into the market. You just invested back into your people. Now your people can go do what they need to do, build better, you know, be better. Um, I, I like it. I know it's it's not always great for the market, but like Andrew said, the price comes back up and it's, I don't, I don't look at it like they just flooded the market with some coins. I look at it, like I said, as an investment back into their people. Awesome. Thank you. And Johnny Crypto, I'd love to hear some closing remarks here before we dive into our next article. And our next article is a very interesting one because we have 20,000 signatures to remove Gary Gensler from the SEC. But before we dive into that, why don't you close us out on our Polygon material? Yeah. So, I mean, I personally am very, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I've been very bullish on Polygon. Still am and will be. Um, the one thing I will tell you folks, the things that this is why I always look to see which coins have a total max supply and why max supply is so important because if there's no max supply what you saw happen today can continue to happen over and over to no extent right or to, to infinity now the good news for polygon is it does have a max supply um, polygon has a max supply of around 10 billion and the good news is they've got um, 8 billion coins already out in circulation okay so you, you always want to know that because then you know automatically what the total potential dilution is. So there's 2 billion coins out there that they can still dump on us, right? That's about 20% uh, of the supply. That means there's still a 20% drop that's coming at some point in time. Could come today, could come next week, could come next year, could come in five years from now, whenever they decide to dump those remaining 2 billion coins. So you have to know that, and it's already, you should build it in into your head and know what the current circulating supply is, Versus what the max supplies. Oh, great. This is a great question. So to the moon, he just asked a great question, right? Does anybody know what eats max supplies? Guess what? Here's the best part. I would love to know. Actually, I'm not going to answer the question because I know the answer. I want to go around the room here. Do you guys know what eats max supply is? Let's start with Mario. Yeah, I, I to my knowledge, I believe Ethereum does not have a max supply. That's I believe it, it could be printed into oblivion just like the Perfect. US dollar. Exactly. You nailed it, Mario. That's 100% correct. Is at the end of the day, the, the Ethereum is no different than the U.S. dollar. They're going to just print the shit out of it if they want to. I'm not saying they are, but they can. And there's no end to it. That's why Michael Saylor is in love with Bitcoin. Because, A, it can't be printed into oblivion. There's 21 million max. That's all there will ever be. Max supply is so important. Unless everybody, all the node owners, everybody decides to change the code. And they would all have to agree that isn't going to happen. So, guys, do your homework. This is why you want to join the 3T Academy. Click on the link below. We have a free link to the Academy or to our Discord. And this is where we talk about this stuff. We help, we teach you how to go find max supply, how to look at circling supply. What's the worst case dilution that could happen? You should be aware of all these things if you're not, because that will eat into your profits. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to dive into our next article, which is a Gary Gensler related article. As crypto investors are actively signing a petition to remove Gary Gensler as chairman of the SEC, a group of enthusiasts created a petition accusing the former head of the CFTC and the current head of the SEC of obstruction of justice for failing to enforce laws relating to naked short selling 
and failing to provide competitive oversight of market makers referring to the activities of the Citadel Securities. It is believed that when this, re when this petition reaches 100,000 signatures, it must be considered by authorities. I believe we've seen something similar to this in the past. I believe it had to do with the XRP lawsuit. I can't remember the exact details, but what I did remember is that we did get to 100,000 signatures, and when it was considered by authorities, it doesn't mean it was taken seriously. I'm pretty sure they dismissed this, but I want to start with Billy. Billy, we got 20,000 people signing up, disagreeing with Gary Gensler in the SEC, but we need 100,000 before it's considered by authorities. Do you think we're going to get there? I mean, I think we can get 100,000 signatures. Uh, I think there's enough people that, enough XRP owners that despise Gary enough to sign the petition. Uh, the, like you said, though, just because you get this petition signed doesn't mean anything. So what? It goes into the works. It goes into the paper. The damage is already done. The case has already been done. The, the end is near. I mean, it was all... It was all for a reason. And when people are in places for a reason, you're not just going to move them out just because some people come along and say you want it done. I don't care what it's about. You know, if you've been placed there for, for a reason, you've been placed there for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. This is all by design. So I, I love it. Like I can get behind it. Like I even want to put it on YouTube. Everyone sign it. Let's let's make a big deal out of it. But it, like Johnny K says, at the end of the day, it ain't going to change, none. but I definitely think we should sign it for shits and giggles to have a good time, see how many people we can get on there to sign it. Um, and But yeah, just continue to ride this thing out. Regulation's coming. Gary's not going to stop what's coming. He's just trying to prolong it. Um, but yeah, I think this is just like a, a mean thing. Let's sign it, have some fun, and keep pushing. That's okay. Uh, Johnny, I was very excited to see that Gary Gensler is getting a little bit of pushback from retail investors. It's honestly, it's good to see that we have some dog in this fight and a little bit of power that we can implement. This is one of the ways that we can push back and maybe advise for fair regulation. But what does this article say to you? And again, do you think we'll get to 100,000 signatures? Oh, we may get to 100,000 signatures. That That is very possible, as Billy said. But I'll tell you what, you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice in the same place under the same tree that Gary getting removed, whether we got 100,000, 200,000, or a million singers, it ain't going to freaking matter, okay? Because the people who put them there aren't taking them out because we want them out. Now, will it sway an opinion here or two, or will he maybe, maybe you know, say a few words that we want to hear because of that? Yeah, that's what you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. I believe the, um, the governor of California, there was a petition to remove him too, and I can't remember if they got all the signatures or not. I think they did, and guess what? Did he get removed? No, it isn't happening Trust me, you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning lice twice by lightning than him getting removed. Mario, I want to go to you next. Because I was as I was reading through the list of signatures, I believe I saw the node defender on there. I want to ask you what advised you and what got you to sign up for this petition, and what are some of your thoughts on what's going on here? Yeah, I think that I did sign it, but I think that um, he's there. He's there because he's supposed to be there, and I've said it before. He's just a puppet. He's supposed to be there and he will be there for as long as <laughs> I'm sorry. I just see you guys laugh. So uh, it was funny how you actually referenced there's a dog in the fight. And then there was a dog like barking with Billy. <laughs> Billy's dog was barking. So that was funny. But um, he's there because he's supposed to be there and he will continue to be there for as long as they want him there or they need him there. I believe in that agenda. So the petition could go to 100,000. But. In my opinion, if he's, if he's supposed to continue to be the, the chair of the SEC, he will continue to be. It won't be the petition that will get him out. Um, I believe it's all part of the plan, um, regulation, you know, however you want to see it. But um, I don't think that, that that specific petition will get him out as, because it's just part of the plan. Andrew Castle, I would love to hear from you next. I see you shaking your head, so I'm sure you've got a rebuttal. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this issue. And what does this indicate to you?
you know, removing somebody from a position does not mean necessarily that the case will speed up because then they have to find another person and he is maybe even lazier or how do you call it? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it doesn't matter because Gensler has a target and that is delaying the stuff. And if we put somebody else because it is public, yeah, it is it is more accepted that somebody else will come there, he will get the same mandate, delaying the stuff. So you know, it it, it doesn't matter. However, at least you can express your uh, your, your 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 concerns and you can express uh, and say, okay, we don't like it as the public, and then they might speed up a little bit, but. Don't expect too much about it. However, I, li I like the I like the process. And I, I, I must smile about it. I feel like I feel like Andrew Castle is constantly being put in a position where he has to defend Gary Gensler on our show. But I do like that your approach is that way because we're so critical of this man. But you brought up something very important when Gary Gensler first came into office and replaced Jay Clayton. Everyone was optimistic about his approach to cryptocurrency, stating, "I'm happy Jay Clayton's gone. Thank God Gary Gensler's here. He understands the market so well." But what we understand is that he's not even allowed to express his own opinions. He's just the puppet relaying the message for the people who are lining his pockets. But we got 206 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into maybe the most important article of this episode. As Bitcoin and stablecoins are considered the worst options for cross-border payments, an ECB study finds. So Bitcoin and stablecoins are the worst of all the options for cutting the cost and time associated with cross-border payments. Regulators are looking on how to tighten up the clunky payments networks that can leave people waiting days for their money, but central banks would rather be in the driving seat than leading in an in a environment of decentralization. The holy grail of cross-border payments is a solution allowing payments to be immediate, cheap, universal, and settled in a secure medium currency. That's the quote I want to focus on here because when we talk about XRP, the main utility will be the intermediary used for cross-border payments. Andrew Castle, I'm going to go right back to you. What are some of your thoughts on this article? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's okay. You know, I, I think XRP will be used and uh, CDBCs will be used and they will be exchanged worldwide. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's, an, uh, it, it's an easy, easy step to do it this way. And then the, the, the central bank still uh, are holding the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the how do you call that in English? Sometimes I only know the Dutch words, but okay. Go the ahead, drop it in Dutch, Dutch for us. Yeah, do the, the, <laughs> the, the we'll Google it want, after. Keep, they want to keep control, and as as soon as, um, as as soon as the pressure becomes too high that it takes too long, I mean, then they will change, and then the, then the the, the 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 process and the system is ready, which to my idea is uh, is XRP. And, uh, and that will go from there. Billy, when I read that, the instant settlements that are immediate, cheap, and universal and secured by a medium of exchange, that tells me not only is XRP going to be involved, but ISO coins, those are many of the protocols that they have to abide by. What do you think this means? The fact that ISO is undoubtedly going to be implemented by March 10th of 2025, and the fact that the ECB is basically describing ISO protocols without stating they're doing so. Well, I mean... They're gonna tell you before they do it. We've been screaming ISO, ISO, ISO. But just think about it. If you if you own a business and you're wanting to get paid in your business, 
do you want to take hours to get paid or do you want to get paid immediately and not have to worry about your funds? Um, that's where I lean more towards XRP. I don't like Bitcoin as it is, but just understanding the transaction part of it on the backside, you know, we're not going to, I just don't see how it can get the transaction time that it needs, the settlement that it needs to open up the, the use case scenario for in-store usage or even, you know, on the uh, internet usage to buy things back and forth. I just, I can't see it. I can't visualize it. It's just, I just don't see how you can get that liquidity out of it and get that, that price action movement that you need immediately. Johnny, another uh, quote that sticks out to me in this article is the BIS revealed that nine of the 10 central banks are currently working on a central bank digital currency. And we know that the Fed now has announced that they will go live sometime in 2023. What do you think this article is indicating that they're describing many of the ISO coins without directly stating those currencies? Yeah, this is the trick, guys, right? This is the guessing game. This is what we're all wondering. This is what we're all waiting. This is why we're all investing. And none of us know which currency is going to be the the one, the reigning king, right? Although I have an idea. I think it'll be something related to JP Morgan. But regardless, um, I think that's why we're all investing in all these different ISO tokens. You need to make sure well, I'm making sure, and not you, you guys, not financial advice, not financial advisors, but I'm making sure that I've got a, a racehorse, or you know, in all these, I, I got a horse in all these different races. So I'm buying up all the ISO coins, and we'll see which one ends up being uh, the winner out there, right? Or, but I personally believe that what's going to happen, and we've said this many times on this show, is that it's going to coexist. There's going to be certain central banks that will use, you know. One type of coin, there'll be another use another. Maybe quant will be the overlayer for all. Who knows? We don't know. But this article is just kind of just continuing to tell us what we already know, that the, something is coming. And we, we have an idea of what we should be, what, what that something can be. And if you want to have a racehorse in it, well, you know, it's a good starting point of where to start at the ISO 20,022 coins. Johnny Crypto, you brought up something very perfect, which is a quant reference. The quant holder account is only increasing every day. And in the last two months, the amount of quant holders have increased over 10,000 wallets. To think about that, it's actually mind-blowing. Quant is getting more and more exposure throughout the world, even during this bear market. And it's one of the best performing coins we've had in the year of 2022. I'd love to hear some thoughts from the Node Defender. Mario, what do you think about this quant development? And why don't you speak on the real-world utility that quant is creating? Well, actually, I'm waiting. I think I may uh, I may be a plus one on that list very soon when Billy sends me that one quant that he said he was going to hook me up with. So <laughs> that's uh, that's exciting for me. I don't own any quant, like I mentioned on Friday's episode of Good Morning Crypto. Um, I do understand the, the the solve that quant provides. It's just um, there's only so much there's only so much crypto you can buy, or you know, you wish you had more dollars so that you could buy more crypto and you could uh, diversify appropriate in an appropriate way. But, but yeah, I, I do want to accumulate more quant. I'm hoping it will start with that one quant Billy's going to send to me, but, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to start uh, dollar cost averaging into quant. Awesome. Billy, I'd love to hear from you next. Since you're going to be sending Mario one quant, why don't you send me one as well, my friend? And why don't you fill us in on the information? As soon as I get up to the lake house, I will give you a quant. Uh, but yeah, no, I got you Mario fam. Uh, I, I love quant. I mean, Johnny talked about it earlier. You know, you look at supply demand, um, you look what it's going to do and, and you look how it interacts with everything else, you know, in order to have the CBDC and, you know, Ripple, you need quant to interoperate between everything. So everything goes in hand in hand. If you just follow the the buckets and follow, you know, what everyone's doing, you can see how it's all going to tie in together. 
I love Quant. Like I can't say it enough. I'm a huge fan of Quant. It's right up there with XRP for me. Me too, Billy. And we're going to go a little bit rapid fire here at the end of the episode. Andrew Cashflow, really quickly, Hong Kong University Science and Technology recently announced their plans to launch the first Metaverse campus. You're looking at an image now. Any brief thoughts here for our listeners? Because I know you're going to be in the Metaverse someday. You know, I would love to be there and to educate for a group of people. Everybody can join and everybody can be there. And I want to be the teacher in front of that big screen from, from my from my own studio here in the Netherlands and I will teach the whole world. And you know, and this is the future. Everybody can get education, everybody can become smarter and in the metaverse we will yeah meet each other. And not only in this metaverse, but other metaverses, other rooms, other other environments. It's for me, it's fantastic and this is the promising future. Yes, and although these graphics aren't impressive, they are getting better every single day. We're going to show our listeners a very interesting clip here showing that Saudi Arabia unveils plans to build a $1 trillion linear city. We're going to play about 35 seconds of this clip and then get some quick comments from the Node Defender. Here we go. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are... Mario, I'd love to hear some quick thoughts there because I think this is a massive development and it's very, very interesting. I do feel bad for the birds because they put mirrors on both sides. I think that's a little bit cruel, but what does this say to you, Mario? The fact that these new cities and all this technological innovation, it's happening so quickly. We're putting $1 trillion into this new project. That's crazy. When I saw that video, I was completely blown away by the idea of all these things that we keep seeing in movies. They then just eventually come into real life and it reminded me of that ready player one and i there's probably some other movies that have a better connection to it but i remember a specific scene on ready player one when the kid is done playing his his game on his vr he takes it out and he gets out of his box and it's like stacked one thing stacked on top of the other and he gets out and and it just reminded me gave me that vibe and uh i don't know yeah i agree with you guys it, it would certainly be cruel for for the birds but it it, I can't help but feel claustrophobic. Andrew Cashflow, this is not a prison. This is the future, my friend. I see you put something very funny in the live chat. Why don't you address some thoughts for our listeners, and then we'll get into our next article. Yeah, you know, it's, this is awful. This is awful. Who wants to live in a city like that? Of what? How many kilometers? 170 kilometers. That is that is more than 100 miles. I mean, when you want to go from one, one part to the other, and everything is blocked and narrow and <clears throat> i find this to be very funny andrew i do want to point one thing out in this article they said you can travel from end to end 170 kilometers in under 20 minutes how they're going to be doing that they're going to be putting a train one of those 300 mile per hour accelerator trains i'm not really sure how they do it but i do think this is very interesting we're going to jump into our last article for today which is nancy pelosi is visiting taiwan and it's expected to cost us u.s taxpayers 90 million dollars for security the allocation of U.S. military presence, and more. All this is for her to get a private tour of the NVIDIA chip factory after she purchased millions of shares using insider info. Now, the insider info part, I guess that's up for speculation, but everything here is cut and dry truth. 
Billy, why don't you give us some really quick 30-second thoughts? Shit, Nancy's wanted to go see her new break room called the Pelosi Kitchen that she owns since she's got so much money from that place. <laughs> I just want to see where she, where she made her money, bro. Like, it's, it's, dude, that lady is something else. She, she's a, and I'll just keep it at that. I don't even have words. I'm going to keep it clean. Thank you so much, Billy. And we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Billy. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to the No Defender. And thank you to Mr. Andrew Cashflow. Another amazing episode today. We got 195 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We will see you guys in 23 hours. And it's like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go.